Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We are so pleased you can join us in today's show. I am Michelle. And I am Mark, your host of this podcast, a show that was designed for you, the Awakening Empty Nester. In this series, we will be bringing you a whole range of inspiring insights, heart-filled stories and conversations with truly amazing people. People just like you. People who have navigated through their own challenges, lessons and opportunities. People who have transitioned to living a life of deeper experience, heart-filled contribution and consistent awakening and growth. Find out how they are all living with what we call a strong ECG life pulse. Let's discover more as we dive into this episode. Whether you're an empty nester or not, we trust you will enjoy today's show. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. We're so grateful for your time today and and we're really looking forward to this conversation. As we record this session on Sunday, the 12th of April 2020, it's actually Easter Sunday today, and we are experiencing some really interesting times at the moment, aren't we, with this global COVID-19 lockdown. It's a perfect opportunity, though, to slow down, to reconnect with friends and family, and to have some real conversations as well. Yes, we are very excited to welcome Nicey Dermot, who is currently living in Rutherford, New South Wales in Australia. Nicey is a very good friend of ours, a part-time empty nester, mother of three beautiful children. Nicey works for a not-for-profit organisation in partnership with a government agency. She is also a counsellor for an employer assistance program provider and a coach. She is also a soon-to-be author about to launch her new book, The Deliberate Climb. Nicey has a heart of gold, a calm, easy presence, and I've always felt her joy and her strength in no matter what situation. Nicey has weathered personal storms, one or two, maybe more, in her life, and she's one to never, ever give up. She's here today to tell you one of her stories. We are certain you will be inspired and will learn at least one tool to take away with you today. So turn up the volume and enjoy. Welcome, Nicey. Thank you for joining us today in our podcast. It's great to have you on board. Thank you, Mark and Michelle. It's lovely to be here. So tell us a little bit about how things are going over there in Rutherford for you. Okay, well, so far with this coronavirus, we're actually doing very well. Everybody's at home doing what they should be doing really. Well, I hope so. We're cleaning up and doing the vegetable garden and just really spending some time with each other, you know, connecting with each other too as well. So this whole coronavirus is it's really um, working well for, for us anyway. It's finding that time just to, to slow down and, you know, get to know each other a lot better. Definitely is helping everyone to slow down. Those are two key words there, aren't they, Nicey? Slowing down. Yes. Away from that rat race that many of us, many people out there are running. And, you know, you're an empty nester. You're an empty nester to be. You've had kids move in, move out, and um, you've got a still one, still one at home. Is that right? One or two? Two at home. Two at home. Two at yeah. home. 
And I think the third one is moving in for a short while too as well. So, <laughs> but hopefully not for long. Yeah. 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 The f- family dynamics are changing. I think everyone in the world is having some sort of shift in their family dynamics. So there's some yeah, you can parents, say that again. Yeah, there's some parents who have become forced empty nesters because their children can't get home from different states or different parts of the world. Yeah, interesting times. So thank you again for joining us. I just want to explain how I met you, where I met you. And I remember it was either 2009 or 2010, so about 10 years ago. We met in a small mining town in Singleton in New South Wales. And I'd just moved from the other side of Australia and was keen to meet new people. I knew no one there, so I joined the Chamber of Commerce and I was um, introduced to you. And I remember we met at a coffee shop and um, we've remained firm friends since then and I've watched each other, supported each other through different experiences, through thick and thin. And even though we've both moved house many times since then, I believe we've maintained a very strong friendship and um, not only that, um, you have been in some of our programs, in actually three of our recent programs, My Dream Matters, My Body Matters, and recently our expedition here on Tambourine Mountain. You've been around us a lot, and uh, we absolutely love you, and we're so glad and honoured that you're here to share with us your story. So, nicey, I'm really interested to know... Where, what is your background? Where were you born? Were you born here in Australia or? Yes. Okay. I was, I was born in Samoa. Okay. Or Samoa as they, as the islanders um, say it. Um, I came to Australia in 1985. So I would say what, about 35 years in Australia now. And I completed um, three years of high school when I came to Australia. Nice. Yes. So how was that transition for you from from an island to, you know, here in Australia, very different? It was very hard. Yeah? Yes. Um, in particular, the um, communication, I think I understood English, but I wasn't able to, I think very little I was able to speak the language, the English language. So going in, into, yeah, into school was, was quite um, an experience there and trying to find your feet there too as well. So there were times that you feel excluded to as well um, not being able to to communicate properly being of because of the fear of make people making fun of you not being able to speak English mm-hmm. on there but then in 12 months time I was able to you know integrate and yeah and make new friends and um, build that relationship that I was longing for so it didn't take a long time for me just to get into the Australian way of life yeah cool so tell us a little bit more about what happened in your in the later years. You arrived in Sydney, I believe. Is that right? Is that where you've spent your early yes. early adult life? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time, um, yes, adult life was spent in Sydney. So I was in Sydney for quite some time, maybe for about nine years from there, and then I got married, mm-hmm. and then had a child, and then made the transition to the country. So we moved to Coffs Harbour from there and live on 100 acres. So that, again, that was another transition mm. from, you know, um, the culture that's so family-oriented. They just live, you know, right next to, it, to each other to, like, seven hours' drive away. So mm. that was an interesting transition too as well. I didn't enjoy it, uh, in particular first six months, but I think after 12, two years, I started to settle into country life. So that was nice, a nice transition. And then um, I had twins 
to as well over there in Kofsaba. So that was really nice. So we, you know, the kids enjoy the life and I'm so grateful they were able to make that, to make that transition from city to, to country because the, the kids are, yeah, country pumpkins, they enjoyed it. <laughs> so, yeah, so you went from country life in Samoa to city life, back to country life. So can you think of one, one life tool that you used to help you to transition more easily? I think for me, it was, it was the perspective. I actually, you know, look at, okay, the meaning I can draw from it was the, the children. I look at um, how this life could obviously help my children too as well, experience what it's like to live away from families, away from the city too as well, because I could see the difference between um, my sister's children who were living in the city and how they were interacting with each other and how they lived their life. So there, there was a lot of appreciation, mm-hmm. you know, there with my children respecting, appreciating, say, for example, water. We, we lived on tank water. Mm-hmm. They appreciate that. We lived half an hour away from everything sort of thing too as well. And they were more creative and actually they were outside more. They're looking at creating their own funds rather than, you know, um, staying indoors and just do nothing sort of thing. So so that was the meaning that I draw from that that made me, that helped me um, to stay and, and choose to stay in the country. Amazing. And just what you've shared just then, applies to what's happening right now you know people are feeling quite isolated Um, a lot of people especially the young people who are now stuck at home and they can't go out do their normal you know pub crawls or their their parties and get together it's a a big transition for a lot of them who've been used to a certain lifestyle especially in the city so what you've just shared there being able to get resourceful to appreciate what you have around you to appreciate I mean, there's so much to be appreciated around your home. So hopefully many will come out of this transition having a deeper understanding and gratitude and honouring their surroundings, honouring the things that are taken for granted a lot of the time, just like the tank water or like, you know, just playing in the yard and, and doing some gardening. So that's, yeah, that's gold what you've just shared there. Yes, absolutely. And I think now the kids are, um, are adult, young adults now too as well, living at home, they could see the difference 20 years ago now. So n- now they're actually, you know, looking again, another transition for them, staying at home now instead of going out all the time, they're finding themselves confined to home. So now they, they're talking a lot more. They're connecting a lot more. They're cleaning out the house. They're cleaning the house a lot more. They, you know, <laughs> now the, the house is all spotless because they've got nothing else to do. Well, tidy your bedroom, you know, clean the kitchen or maybe you can do some cooking sort of things and do some baking. It's just amazing how life is now, you know, it's those little things that matters the most. Even just going outside and enjoy the fresh air. In the, into, enjoy the sunshine they're all hanging around outside just you know those simple things that we, we they were taking for granted and so was us we were taking for granted too as well mm, yeah very powerful very powerful yeah so what so then what happened once you left Coffs Harbour where did you go to so from Coffs Harbour then we were there for about seven years and then decided okay we want to move a little bit closer to families mm-hmm. 
uh, but not too close. <laughs> so still having that, <laughs> that country feel. So that's when we chose to come down to a place called Hunter Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah, out of Singleton, which is, you know, not far at all from Newcastle, maybe about uh, 45 minutes drive to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So from there, we were, again, we were on acreage. But so we still have that country feel there, but still managed to travel and see families um, only a couple of hours away. So that was very nice, that transition. Wow. So not only you, but your children have had a chance to transition, move house, pack up, unpack and and meet new people as well. Yes, Yes. uh, absolutely. So it was a whole new transition for everybody, new work. Um, the kids with new schooling too as well, but they, they were very resilient. They, you know, they fit in very well. And I was very um, fortunate too as well that um, I was working in a, um, in a finance industry that they're able to transfer me and they, you know, they paid for everything and, and got me a job there too as well. So I didn't have to, you know, to look for, for jobs there. So that was very good. Yeah. And so um, things were really, really good. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that one of your children has come home just temporarily during this lockdown. Would you say that he was able to transition easily out of home and leave home? You know, we're talking to empty nesters here. So just for those who are soon to be empty nesters and a bit worried about their children leaving home, what sort of tools and resources do you think helped your son to move out with, with more ease and grace? So this particular son, it took about probably, this is probably the third time that he's moved out and moved back in, moved out, moved back in sort of thing. Right. But I noticed that every time he's, he's moved back, he's learned something. So for me, I think it's about building their capacity there to be, you know, to be individuals on there because I noticed it's probably one of the downfall that I had was enabling them. Mm. You know, a lot more where, you know, when they went to go out, yes, they were able to look after themselves, but there were also that, you know, I probably made home too comfortable for them, perhaps, <laughs> which is why they kept coming back. But every time they come back, they're grown more emotionally, you know, oh, too yeah. as well in terms of, you know, okay, I've got to pay the bills, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of, you know, like, obviously, there's still a lot of, challenges in life too as well that they're still going through Mm -hmm. and as parents we can't stop helping them we just got to keep on helping them but as long as well when he moved back in this time um I had to put some boundaries down and you know and have a chat with him about looking at why what is the reason why you're moving back what is the outcome what is it that you're looking for Mm -hmm. on there because I need to know what are your goals what are you aiming towards otherwise um, there's no point in moving back if you're going to go backwards on there so I need to know because our home is my home is not a hammock Mm. type of thing (laughs) so from there I think he really got that um, yeah he said oh I've I've got a plan this is what I need to do okay well I have to ask okay I need to um, I want you to be specific with your goals and it has to be measurable you know, how, you know, you've got to be able to have that plan in place and something, something to measure toward. How do you know you're moving towards that goal mm-hmm. on there? And then make it realistic. Make it something that, that you can actually achieve, not something that you know that there's no way you're going to get there in another four or five years still living in my, under my roof mm-hmm. on there. So, and then um, when, once you know it's realistic, it's and then I said, okay, what's the time frame? 
Tell me, what is it that you're looking for? What time frame are we looking at here? So then, you know, I can be able to gauge that, okay, that this is what he's looking at. So he's very thorough. He came back, we did that exercise, but he knew this is why, why I want to do it. And, then, and I think that's probably one of the most important things that I wanted him to tell me or him and his partner was the reason why. Why? Why do you want to do this? Because if you don't have a purpose. And then he told me some reasons because, oh, you know, I just wanted to do something or whatever. I said, no, there are reasons. What is the purpose? Mm-hmm. So I had to reframe it again in right. a way for him to get what is that purpose or why you, why you want to do this. Right. So from really? there, the more we broke it down, the more he was able to, yeah, mm. to actually be clear. That's fantastic, Nicey. Great sharing that. And I, I think what happens, you know, as parents, like you rightly said, we love them so much and we want to, you know, um, care for them as much as we can. But at the same time, once they're at that age to, you know, fly the coop, um, you know, leave the nest, as it were, uh, it's, it's a matter of trying to support them as best as we can but not enable that to allow them to come back at willy-nilly times and, you know, and, and not have those solid goals in life because, you know, we, we definitely need to, to support our children in that way too, don't we? To empower them, yep. So I really like how you did that. I, I liked mm-hmm. how you, you coached your son to, to come up with the reasons why, look at the purpose, um, the timing and all of those things. So that was that's amazing. That's that's really good good advice. And I hope some of our listeners will really take that on as well. Mm. Um, that may add value to them as well. So thank you. And to their children. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So tell us more about you, Nicey. Tell us about the story that you wanted to share. Well, well, the story. Um, okay, there was an experience that I I went through. Would have been about three years ago now. So 2017, I experienced something that obviously I've never experienced before. And I would have to say the experience was destructive mm-hmm. for me, both financially and, and also emotionally too as well. Mm-hmm. There are lots of emotion that went through. So basically, um, I, was, I, was, I was taken for over $110,000 by a scammer on an online dating church dating site. So I was, I'm a victim of those online dating um, scams on there, which basically the scam cleaned me out and left me flat broke, mm-hmm. you know, with a mountain of, of debts to, to conquer. So it was, it was just a, a horrible experience because um, I felt the shame. I felt the guilt you know, being, being judged and the embarrassment too as well that came with it. Mm-hmm. The loss of self-worth, mm-hmm. you know, it was one of those things that I went through it. So, you know, basically not only I was crippled with, with, with debt on there, but I was traumatised mm-hmm. by the whole experience. And then in addition to that, when I was stuck with not knowing, well, how do I get out of this, this mess that I've now, the hole that I had dug sort of thing too as well, and how do I rebuild my life? Mm. So it was, it was um, yeah, yeah that sounds an like emotional a, experience. Quite an emotional experience, yeah. And you did share that with me at the time, and, yeah, I was feeling for you. It was, it was a hard time for you, but yet I saw the light in you. I saw that strength in you, you know. So tell us what happened after this, this whole experience went down. What did you do? How did you cope? Well, obviously, um, 
when I realised what was happening, I mean, the, I just felt my whole world was turned upside down. I just felt defeated. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, was, I, I was beat up and, and I was lost mm-hmm. on there. And my heart was broken too as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and in particular because I don't even know this person. This is actually a stranger altogether or, you know, a non-existent person mm-hmm. too as well. But then it didn't take me long, obviously, to, to think about, okay, this is where I'm at mm-hmm. on there and I need to be able to, to, to get out of this hole. Mm-hmm. I need to make a decision. So it was, that dis- it was that was making of that decision there and then knowing that this is where I So I, was, I actually took ownership of what happened to me. This is where I'm at. This is what's, what I need to do. And then from then on, when, once I accepted, acknowledged that, you know, I have messed up, I have stuffed up, that's when things started to change for me. Mm-hmm. I made a decision. It was that decision that I need to change. That you and need from to then change on, or was it partly? Yes. Yep, okay. I need to turn this situation around mm-hmm. on there. So... And I knew in my heart at that time that the pain is short term, but I know the reward will be unimaginable. Mm-hmm. So it, it was from there that I actually then I took charge of my life and I told myself that I am ready to, to make a start mm-hmm. on there and, you know, and, and ready to get to work on there. So I believe in my ability to change my, my situation around mm-hmm. on there. So it's from that belief mm-hmm. that got me then to move to change, to move to the process of change, right. you know, to get me out of here. So I was, I was grounded in the now. Right. Powerful. That is what was important for me. I was grounded in the now and then I started to, to walk. Mm-hmm. And this is where the turtle thing came into it <laughs> that I really, really love on yes, there. It was Taking one step at a time mm-hmm. on there. And that's exactly what I did, you know, and it took me obviously over, yeah, about 28 months mm-hmm. to be able to get me out of the hole that I was in on there. So the hole was deeper. So just to reiterate what was going on there, just to cover that, you were divorced at the time, you had got to a point where you wanted to date again, you went on a dating site, in a in a church environment so you would one would think that you would be quite a safe place in a church environment to meet somebody um honest and true and so on but unfortunately you went down this 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 rabbit hole let's call it in over 100 how much did you say 100 and 110,000 $110, and then in 28 yep. months you paid that entire amount back that, that absolutely yes because you made a decision you took ownership you made a decision that you were going to do the right thing by yourself and others and you, you knuckled down and you paid that back and that it blows me away when i think about that just absolutely commendable mm-hmm. to be able to take that ownership and that responsibility and step up and say yep i messed up but I'm going to sort this out and step in because you were not a victim then. You became you became the action taker, the inspired action taker to sort this stuff out. And it, it, that is totally commendable and I think that's amazing. 
And I do remember, yeah. may I add to that, that you not only did that, but you did it in a spirit of grace, gratitude, positivity, strength, resilience. It was just amazing to watch you. And of course, maybe you did have your down times when I didn't see you, but for the most of it, there was a smile on your face. Thank you. Thank you. But it, no, it wasn't all smile. I can tell you now. Believe on there, you. there was a lot of sacrifices. But, um, you know, even my children too as well, they didn't really, they didn't really see, you know, that, that suffering face mm-hmm. on there because I knew I had to do this to help them too as well. And that was another thing. That was another motivator for me to be able to, to make the change on there because I wanted to live life on my terms. I know what it's like to owe people money. I know what it's like to owe creditors money too as well. So this, I was in debt, you know, in debt just for so much money there. So I wanted to take control you know, of, of my life, of my finances and, and change my family tree. So, and, and I think they need to know too as well the struggles, which I think I'd let them know in different ways, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously the, the kids were still young, but they didn't have to know that, you know, what, what I'm doing sort of thing in terms of, I think that's probably because of my personality. I think they need to know some of the things. I feel like they need to know some of the things like, you know, for home to as well okay well there's no eating out that's gone mm-hmm. on there there's no vacation that's gone no fancy restaurant it's like rice it's like rice or noodles or something like that but of course there are other things there too as well but I was more creative I it was like homemade meals this is we can't we don't have that we can't have that no that's not necessary so it's like looking at a whole different perspective on things and appreciating the life and you know that we are still, and I, I told them about appreciating what life is all about because um, there's still people out there that don't have what we have. Mm-hmm. We've got a roof over our head. We've got meals on the table sort of thing. So if we're still lucky. And I was fortunate I was still working, but, you know, I was working 60 hours a week yeah. most of the time on there, working three jobs just to get me out of where I, where I want to be yeah. or where I was where anyway. Were. Yeah, yeah. So can I ask you a question, Nicey? So what? Tell me three lessons, three, three you know positive takeaways from that experience. First one is make pain your friend. You can get so much out of being uncomfortable because that's where the growth. I've learned so much that without this experience, I wouldn't have been where I am now. So I I actually appreciate. You know, um, I appreciate things that happen to you that you may not see it as, as good. You might have said, oh, this is so bad. I can't, you know, I don't want this to happen to me again. But, you know, yes, I don't want to happen to me again. But you know what? I Now I appreciate every situation that comes to me on there because there is a lesson in it, just like this virus. There's a lesson in it mm. for, for all of us too as well. So. Sure. Yeah, that would be something, the first thing that I would take from it. Make pain your friend, be uncomfortable. Um, the other thing there too as well is be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, tell the truth. You know, take a moment just to reflect of what's happening in your life sort of thing, what's happening. If you made a mistake, admit it. Don't just bury it under the sand. 
sort of thing, sort of thing. So, you know, it's taking the ownership and then having a plan. Nice. Um, to get to where you want to be sort of thing. And as, as that's something that we've talk, we talk about a bit, don't we? And, and, and it was something we went through in, in our My Dream Matters course that you, that you went through with us, and that is truth. Owning your truth is one of those strong lessons that we, we talk about in that course, mm. and, and I'm super encouraged that uh, that is one of the lessons that, you, that you're sharing from this, this uh, situation as well. So thank you. Yes. Yep. And then your third, the third one, the third one, um, belief system. Mm -hmm. I really, really like that. It was, that's when I, from, from because of this experience, I was able to identify what was holding me back. What are some of the habits that I have developed over the years that was not helping me? Mm -hmm. And to be honest, there was so many. I've learned so much about myself. I learned about the insecurity that I had, learning about decision making. That some of the decisions that I made was not helping me at all. There was there was fear, absolutely there was fear. But then fear is good, too as well, you know. But then you got to be able to identify that you know when fear actually holds you back, then that's when you need to look at. So for me, it was some of those habits that I needed to work on that I learn more about myself, you know, and also, you know, about what I'm capable of doing. You know, sometimes we have those belief systems, self-limiting beliefs within us that's stopping us from, you know, achieving what it is that we want to achieve. But I can tell you now, I, I didn't think that I could achieve what I achieved in the short period of time that I did. So I was amazed and I thought, wow, if I can do that, well, guess what? You know, I can. Mm-hmm. achieve anything sort of thing and anybody can do it too as well and, and and it doesn't matter what situation you're in there is a solution to every problem yeah that's gold that is absolute gold nice yes <laughs> so listeners when a challenge comes into your life it's come there for you for you to learn for you to evolve for you to grow and if you can at that point in time especially right in the moment as nicey did she was living in the moment make that challenge make that pain your friend and your whole perspective will change then because you're no longer the victim you're now empowered you're now in ma- you're the master of what comes next and when you stay in your truth and when you express your truth and when you take ownership like nicey says of the situation that you're in then Really, no one can tell you what to do. You're the one who is controlling everything. You're the one who has made the decision, is making the decisions, and is creating your future right there and then. And the third one, being absolutely aware of your beliefs. And it's hard sometimes. Sometimes we need people on the outside to, um, like coaches, like ourselves, coaches and counselors, to show you where you might not see yourself. So, Often challenges will do that. They will help you to see within, see into yourself in places that maybe you might have pushed away, you might have hidden away, or you might not even want to look at. And sometimes the challenges are there for you to see them so you can grow from them. So what you've shared with us, I'm sure our listeners will absolutely love and be grateful and hopefully be applying them in their lives. And these are all things that empty nesters can apply 
in and during their transition and within any transition in life any any opportunity for growth that's what we call them you know the challenges the changes they can be disturbing and quite difficult for some but you know look at it in the way that nicey has looked at them and you've got a real big opportunity to grow and become more of who you truly are so thank you nicey for sharing that and i believe you are sharing this you will you are setting up a a website called uh, moneyessentials.com moneyessentials.com so that's being created at the moment and that's as well as that your book and your book is called the deliberate climb and this is your contribution from your experience and your growth to share with others who are in a similar situation or really any situation in life right where it's difficult and where they're feeling that they can't get out of it so tell us a little bit more about how the deliberate climb came about your book okay so um just with the title so the the, the title of the book was obviously inspired by Michelle and Mark um beautiful friends here um when when i was up at their place doing one of their what's it called michelle the ecg expedition yes the that expedition one. doing one their expedition so we they took obviously i'm i'm scared of heights i have a fear of heights and have no idea what they were doing up there so they took me to this place the highest building in australia it's called the q1 at the gold coast on there so we have to climb this building there and well I can tell you what what an experience that was you know though it was a a memorable experience but it was also in an intimidating a terrifying pain-stricken exercise that I've ever done you know that really took me out of my comfort zone (laughs) that's for sure um you know like every I think that the body stress response was activated yeah there, um, you know, just to prepare itself for danger. So, you know, like the, my stomach was all knotted up on there while the sweat was pouring out of every, um, you know, um, every pores of my body <laughs> too as well on there. But I did it though. And, I mean, I, I can remember, you know, when we're actually stepping out of, of that little room to prepare for the, mm-hmm. for, the, um, for the walk up there and I stood there, you know, petrified and in terror of, of my life on there, just waiting anxiously for this, for this lady instructor just to say, okay, you can go, <laughs> something. So I was in a fight and flight mode. Mm-hmm. I wanted to turn back. There was a moment there that I thought, no, nah, I can't do this because, um, you know, I had to ask myself, okay, I could go back to safety or, or continue, just taking one step at a time. But with Michelle's, I just, I saw Michelle, I looked up to her and she said, just take your time. One step, and I thought, okay, I could resonate with that (laughs) one step at a time. So, and I can tell you that climb was deliberate. It was intentional on there, you know, and and I had to ensure that each step that I took matters on there because, you know, I needed to get to the top of this building, you know, which obviously I did. And, you know, the, the closer I was to the top, the easier it was for the climb on there. So that's so from there, and because of that exercise on there, it took me back, allowed, and it, re- it took me back to three years earlier when this experience happened mm-hmm. on there. So this is why I thought, wow, this is what exactly how I felt, 
you know, when this thing happened and this climb, I said, I conquered this climb. And you know what? I conquered the climb for this, the, um, you know, the, the, the money problems that I was facing at the time. So, which is why there, that's why I thought, okay, I could write a, this will be the title for my book on there. So the, the deliberate climb from ground level to money freedom, wow. one step at a time. That's wow. Amazing. So I love that. I know. I'm getting I, goosebumps thinking about this I now. Love <laughs> that. I, I wasn't fully aware of that story, Michelle May of but that's I love it. Oh, wow. Oh that is so cool. So there you go. And I love the connection. I didn't realise that you were associated the feeling of out of comfort zone on that building and the to, fear, to yeah. yeah and the fear there with with yeah. the, your financial challenge and yeah. that is amazing oh, oh, wow yes <laughs> so that's where the book comes into it so you know obviously the the book then is about um, you know the the steps that I took yes. to get me you know out of debt in twenty eight months so that each of those steps. Obviously, you know, one step at a time. I took one step. You can't, you can't do step three, pass, you know, pass step two. You need to follow the steps on there. And so this whole thing is about outlining what I did to get out of the hole that I was in. Because, you know, there is a, obviously a saying somewhere that somebody said big things often starts with small steps. And that's what I had to do. Ground level. Start. I, was, I had nothing. Mm-hmm. I was broke. Mm. and start from here to obviously to where I need to become, to, to become which is now I'm debt-free and I'm almost now I'm making my way to obviously I've saved a deposit to purchase a home. Hopefully by the end of the year after this coronavirus, I might be able to snap up a, um, a cheap home for me. Fantastic. Brilliant. That wow. So it's the ripple effect of your own journey, your growth through the financial challenge Added to that, the deliberate climb you did up the Q1 building, you're now on your way to even, would you say you're on another climb or you're sailing down the river now? What, what, how, would you, how would you describe your life right now? It's another step, another level. Right. That's another level now. Okay. You know, you're taking to another level and, don't, and every level you have, there's always going to be, you know, challenges too as well. So again, I'm taking myself to the next level now. Yeah, and again, I'm taking one step at a time at that level because new every new level, there's problems, there's challenges you're going to face. But I do but also I'm remember. Prepared. Yes, you're prepared, and I also remember when you reached the top of that building, you it took a while, but eventually you started looking around and appreciating the view, appreciating how far you'd come, but also appreciating all that beauty around you. So. That's one, right. One yes. step at a time, but appreciating each step as you're going there and, and your progress as you move further and further yep. towards your goal. So that's beautiful. That's just oh, just inspiring. I just loved hearing that story. So for our listeners, our empty nester audience, our soon-to-be empty nesters, or even people who are just tuning in because they would like to hear some words of wisdom, what is one just the one, your most favorite tool that you would like to share with them that our listeners can take away and do straight away after they've finished listening to this to help them through their transition, to help them through challenge? I will have to say you have to be prepared to sacrifice. 
be disciplined with it, be committed to taking control, you know, and I think it's, it's so important just to be able to, to go without or whatever to get to where you want to be. So to me, it's, it's, it's sacrifice and just persistent, just be determined there too as well and be committed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said you want to do something, do it. Right, 100% Stay with commitment. It. Yep. So the, so the sacrifice you're referring to is is putting aside the coffee shop, the the shopping, the whatever, the pleasure, let's call it, if it's distracting you from achieving your goal. It's okay to do it, but if it's not, if it's distracting you from your goal, then that's the time to be disciplined and focus on where and why and how and and, and knuckle down on that, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. And if finances is an issue... If that is what something that, because let's face it, money problems is one of the number one reasons why there's relationship breakdown. Yes. And there. So, mm. you know, if finances is a problem, I think you've really got to, you know, to have a plan, you know, get a plan happening and then being able to, to make some sacrifices too as well. Because, you know, if you continue doing what you're doing and expecting a different result, well, it's, you know that is the meaning of insanity sort of thing. So, you know, what is it that you're prepared to give up to get what you want mm. on there? Because a lot of us, you know, we we live in a world that we just want ne- things now, you mm. know, straight away. And it's so easy just to get out that credit card. It's so easy just to put an afterpay or sick pay mm. or something like that um, or get a loan for it too as well. But do you really need it? That's mm-hmm. a question. And, well, these are things that some of the things I will go through in my book because some of these strategies that I had to go through and put in place to help me to get to where I need to be because a lot of times we need to refrain from some of those things just for the time being, you know. Um, yeah, to make those changes, I think you just need to be prepared to sacrifice some things. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I think that one of the key points there too, Nicey, is that it's not permanent, right? It's, it's only yeah. temporary. This is just for a period of your life. It may be a month. It may be 20 months. It may be whatever it needs to be for you to get where you're going. Mm. The other thing I picked up there was what you shared earlier, and that is your truth. What is the truth? If you are having financial challenges, then own up to it and live that truth and, and take ownership and do something about it. And it's one thing there too as well I just want to, to share with, with you all was Having some emergency money put away. When this crisis happened now, you know, I am so thankful and so grateful that this thing happened to me because now I've got emergency funds there. So I know that something happens. If I lose my job tomorrow, I'll be okay Mm. for three months, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's something else. Just having that, just preparing because it will happen. Crisis Mm -hmm. will happen. Mm -hmm. It will rain. So put something away and doesn't matter how much it is, but put something away. At least you've got something there. But all of that will be explained in the book. Oh, awesome. So when does the book come out? Well, hopefully, hopefully soon in the next probably three or four months, not long. Well, as soon as you have it ready to go out, we'll add your link to the book in the podcast and um, any listeners will be able to to buy it from there, purchase it from there. So exciting, exciting news. We, I'd Thank love you. to even get you back on to the show later when and, and do a launch here. You know, it's something we could do as well to mm-hmm. celebrate that uh, you know, that achievement for you and, and the gift that you're offering for people. So that's yeah. amazing. So just one step oh, at a time. Thank you. 
One step at a time. <laughs> so we would like, we're, we're finishing off the podcast now, but we like to ask our guests three questions, well, actually four questions. So just a quick short answer. What is the next new experience that you are looking forward to having? Well, for me, I think it is the experience of I'm doing this all over again, re- rebuilding my life. So the next experience will be building a new home. Nice. So I'm buying a, a vacant land and building a new home. That will be the next experience. So, Mark, I'm coming your way and show you my plan. <laughs> <laughs> For those listeners who don't know, Mark is an, a, a previous architect, yes, still re- is. Let's yeah. call it retired, but, but I retired, yeah, moved yes. away from the profession, but I still have the skills and knowledge. So uh, I'd be honoured to assist you. Nice. All right. The next question is, how do you want to be remembered? What contribution would you like to be remembered by? Well, I'm a tithe payer. Despite all the challenges that I've thrown through, it doesn't matter how, how small, how much money you earn, whether it's a small amount or whatever, give something. Give. Learn how to give mm-hmm. from there. So, you know, during those tough years, um, I was able to still pay tithing. Right. There. So, yeah. yes, and, and I feel so good. So just to explain, what do you mean by tithe paying? That's, that's part okay, of so those, yes, it's part of the um, percentage of the income that you earn would uh, be donated to. I belong to a church, um, and obviously tithing is, is part of that in, in the Bible. Yes. On there. So if you're religious, you will probably understand what tithing is all about. So it's about giving a small percentage of one-tenth of your income on there to help build the church and you know feed the hunger and all things that you need to do to be able to serve others mm. nice. nice so but it doesn't have to be you know tithing i mean if you don't go to church you can donate some of your time you can donate do something good mm-hmm. you know to be able to help whether it's environment or someone so yeah nice so i i would suggest that your book that you're writing and it may be one the first of many books that you write but I would think that that would be a big contribution to society as well, telling your story and providing a um, a guide to, to you know to help people through similar challenges. So, mm. absolutely, yeah. thanks for pointing that out, Mark. Yeah, you will be definitely remembered by that. <laughs> so the third question is around growth. What scares you the most? You did mention heights, but that's been conquered. What What's the next fear that you might want to conquer? The next fear is obviously doing video calls, doing lives oh. on Facebook and whatever other means are out there to do lives. I something that I never wanted to do because I, I just, I don't know what it is, but here I am talking live, talking you to you. I don't know, but that, that's well, another fear that I will conquer. I am sure you will, and we look forward to seeing you live very soon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So can I ask you a final question, Nicia, and that is, how would you define an awakened soul? For me, it's about realising the true you. Nice. The person that may have lost along the way due to whatever reason that you may be facing at the time, but you finally found who you are. The person that you always always been there. But for some reason, you have um, ignored it, you've rejected it and, and put it, you know, in the back somewhere in the closet. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like that. Thank you. Yes, we love that. Do you have any parting 
words for our listeners, Nicey? No, I just, well, just a short brief, just want to, you know, share with you and just tell you, look, we are all wired to a certain, certain um, way mm. on there, but um, don't be afraid to change that. You can rewire yourself. You know, you can make changes and establish new habits to get you to where you want to be. So, yeah, go for it and be free from debt slavery. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Nicey. Till we return with our next guest, may you all be inspired to awaken to one step at a time by opening your world to deeper experiences, unconditional contribution and consistent growth and living with a strong ECG life pulse. Thank you, Nicey, and that's goodbye from Michelle and I. And thank you again, Nicey, for your time and sharing your story and your lessons. So we will talk with you all soon. Thank you, Mark and Michelle. This is the Awakening Empty Nester podcast. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoy what you heard today, share with a friend. And if you have not already done so, please subscribe, rate and review the show on your favourite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback for us, you can reach us directly at podcast at thedreamarchitects.com. Looking forward to you joining us on our next show. Thank you for listening.